0: in your Bible to Psalms 28, chapter, chapter 28, verse 7. Psalms 28 and Psalm 68. Whichever one of y'all have been praying for rain, you can quit. <laughs> you can quit. <laughs> I, w- I looked in the backyard and my dog pork chop had scratched the word why in the backyard and he just, he just laying in a puddle of water. Just quit. Psalms 28 verse seven. If you're there, say amen. Of course, this is King David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. And he writes, speaking the heart of believers for millennia to come. The Lord is my strength. Mark that in your Bible. Is my strength. He's my shield. My heart is trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices and with my song, I praise him. Why do I praise him? Because he's my strength and my shield. And when I trust him, I am helped. Somebody say helped with me, helped. Psalm 68, 28, out of the God's word translation. The Lord hath sent strength for you. The Lord hath ordained strength for you the Lord hath commanded strength for you We're tired people We are physically tired this generation even more so not that we work harder or longer but we are bombarded with so much stimuli from internet television work family you know when I was a little boy you had like eight friends now Facebook tells me I got 1,100, <laughs> and I got to like where they went Tuesday, or they're mad with me, and it's, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, y'all pray for me, I'm this close to going offline everything. I'm going back to the dummy phone that flips open like Star Trek. I'm going back to all, because I'm tired. There, there's so many demands. I talk to people, I say, how are you? I say, man, I don't want to complain, but I'm I'm tired, dog tired and Monday's coming. I'm not calling in sick. I'm calling in dead. I just ain't going. (laughs) All of us know what it is to feel this way. Physical responsibilities, emotional responsibilities, relational responsibilities, responsibilities, connectivity, interaction. And I'm not giving excuse. I'm trying to identify with you so I can preach to you this morning about God being your strength. You can't engage people and not be depleted. You got one kid, you're depleted. You got twins, you mow depleted. You got triplets, you need a therapist. You follow me? The interaction we have with people and others. So if you open your life up as a minister to other people, I don't mean standing on a stage. But using your life for the glory of the Lord, you will find yourself being depleted. So we have spiritual outgo emotional outgo if you bear people's problems and you care then you feel virtue go out of you and fatigue is the natural response someone needs to write this down it's the natural response to living now if you live in that corner that you're living in or in a drawer you can just motor right along it's just you and God glory i just i just love to shut my doors and it's just me and Jesus wonderful You're living on what he's done for you. But after you receive what he's done for you, he wants you to kick the back end out of that drawer and live and give to others. And it's tiring. It's tiring to be a mother. She just elbowed him right in the ribs. You hear this? It's tiring to be a father. And I don't mean, listen, I'm not preaching to lazy people. Lazy, that's a whole nother sermon in and of itself. I'm talking about those of us that are living, giving, and doing, and we don't want to be a complainer, so we don't address the issue of tired, but this is what's happening. If you keep going at the pace you're going, and you don't learn how to live in a flow of God's strength, listen, I'm preaching to me first today, as well as you, so if you get something afterwards, fine. You're gonna start bouncing checks. Bouncing emotional checks, relational checks, physical checks. We got to make sure that the vine is attached to the branch so that the natural flow of sap, strength, life essence, air, virtue flows to the branch. Our branch is withering because we're doing too much detached from the vine. Our branch withers when we do too much detached from the vine. I heard a preacher say one time, you stay attached to divine and you'll be fine. I was like, I like that. I want to speak to you this morning for just a few moments on the subject, the Lord's strength. The Lord's strength. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, as someone that's not all the way there with this, at times I know I receive a failing grade. I ask you to give me grace to preach something that I, don't always succeed at. But your truth stands nonetheless, whether John is immature or a failure. Your truth is truth. And I believe you've given me this word for this house on this Sunday. And I ask you to give me the capacity to deliver it with integrity and with clarity for your glory, Lord. I'm asking you to anoint me. Quicken me by your spirit and help me to preach this in such a way that light goes into the deepest places of the people in this congregation's soul that they may change and grow thereby. And may the sap begin to flow this day with your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. It is the natural progression of life where the Lord allows draining to take place so that we will look to him, lean upon him, depend upon him, draw upon him, and live by him. The question is not, can you relate to being tired this morning, but are you drawing from the might and strength of the Lord on a consistent basis? The first thing I want you to know is this, the Lord is your strength, is. There is a part where the Lord gives strength, but we approach it like a candy machine. I put in 25 cent worth of prayer. I turn the dial. I get 25 cent worth of strength and that don't last a Burger King. Strength is not something he dispenses necessarily or primarily upon request. It is the essence of God who does not grow weary that flows through our connectivity when we're alone with him, when we focus upon him, when we eat upon his word, he is our strength. And the strength is delivered not because of petition necessarily, but primarily through connectivity. Psalms 27, David said, "The Lord is the strength of my life; of whom shall I be afraid?" Psalms 46 says, "God is our refuge and God is our strength, a very present help in time of trouble." Psalms 84:5 Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. The Lord is your strength. It is a divine strength. It is an available strength. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It is a limitless strength. In 1 Chronicles, listen to what this says in chapter 29. Both riches and honor come of you, and you reign over all, and in your hand is power and might. And in your hand, it is to make great and give strength unto all. It's limitless. You can draw upon it progressively, continuously, anytime you want. Our problem is we're trying to do today's responsibilities in yesterday's connectivity. Our problem is we're trying to do today's responsibilities in yesterday's strength. God's strength is without cost. It is continuous. It is essential. It's necessary. It is pure. No mixture, no additives, no side effects. Listen to your pastor this morning. I humbly offer this to you. You don't go into your prayer closet like you would take a five hour energy drink. I ain't got but five minutes, Lord. I need a jolt. There's no mixtures. There's no drug, if you will. He doesn't hook up battery cables. It flows from his breath. It flows from his vein. I am part of his body. And through that mysterious connectivity, I draw on a continuous supply of God's divine strength. And your pastor struggles when he makes it an issue of asking and receiving when primarily it's supposed to be connectivity. The Lord is my strength. It's pure. No additives, no mixtures. It's not him plus something else. It's just his strength. It's perceptible. When you're strong, your strength will announce itself. They'll notice and you'll notice. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In that strength, you put on the armor and it is miraculous. Hebrews 11 one says through faith, Sarah also received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. You don't know what you could do if you lived in the strength of God. There's no telling what you could conceive, what could change, what could happen, what could grow up, what could, be, what could fall off from you, what doors would be opened if you lived in the strength of God, it said, and Sarah, past age, post-menopausal, with a man with no seed, received strength to draw life from him and conceive it herself. Miraculous. I submit to you this morning... What we need is not more willpower. What we need is more connectivity with the vine. More connectivity with the vine. And when that life flows to you, you'll find yourself receiving the essence of God. Tell me if he's strong or not. If he's the Lord God Almighty and I'm connected to him, would it not mean that some of that might would find its way to my soul? Number two. It is strength to go up. It's not just that he's our strength, but his strength. It is strength to go up above limitations. Strength to rise above your limitations. Strength to rise above your excuses. Strength to go up above mediocrity and the status quo. You got a little 16-year-old applies to Wendy's and they get their job and everybody's sitting around playing with this cell phone. They're not supposed to have a cell phone while they work, but they're playing on it. And this guy starts and he grabs a bottle of Windex and he goes over to the window and he's just washing. and He takes the squeegee and he does it and he starts wiping off the counter. It don't take about like 12 minutes. And the crew of apathetic, sorry people all go, oh, oh, hey, 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 hey. You need to quit, man. What's wrong with you? What do you mean? You better stop doing all that. They'll expect us to do it. So the work ethic continues to degrade and degrade and degrade until where we're all just waiting for the next break. It takes strength to go up at Wendy's past the cancer of average. And it'll take strength for you to go past what your surroundings are doing what your family may have done or not done, what your friends are doing, and stop taking your cues from the crowd and take your cues from the Christ who gave himself for you. It's going to take strength. It don't take strength to live for the break. I done crossed the age now. 50 is the drawing line where all you do is look back and you're talking about back. I know the young people don't believe me. It's the truth nonetheless. We did not have breaks he said, ah, I'm going to take a break. He said, Break your cell phone out of here. You didn't have a job. <laughs> a break. 15 minute break. Now, we did get lunch, but they decided if you got 30 minutes or an hour. And they would insinuate that you probably needed to work after the, off the clock so that you could ascend, you know. And you'd be surprised that the spirit of this age, this entitlement, That you need to provide for me and do for me, and I'm just living for my check and I'm living for the next break and I really don't care. And just walk in anywhere, anywhere, and customer service is non existent, non existent. It's creeping into the Christian fabric though, where we'd rather just sit back and take our cues from this generation that's going nowhere. It takes strength to go up above average, it takes strength to excel. Strength to go up above the limited exposure that we've been granted. Strength to go up above the temporal to the eternal. Above the carnal to the spiritual. It takes strength to live a consecrated life. It takes strength to live focusing on heaven instead of this world. It's like a current that pulls against us all the time. A visual is like you're on an inner tube. And if the inner tubes going to heaven, the current is so strong. And if you don't row, you'll wake up just a week later and go, man, look how far I've drifted. Do you know what I'm talking about? It takes strength to walk with the Lord and to walk in the Lord and to advance in the kingdom of God. Because the current of this world is strong and specific. It takes strength to fulfill your responsibilities, your commitments at home. And at work and in your calling. It takes strength to keep your promises. It takes strength to go up, to man up, to keep your word to people. It takes strength to go up above what others think others think is acceptable and to the up to the realization of your own potential. It does not scare me so much that God is going to judge me according to my works as much as it scares me that I will be judged according to my potential. I'll say that again. We will stand before the Lord and give an account for the deeds done in our body, but you will be called into question for the potential that you have. And it takes strength to realize, to, ex- to realize, accept, and walk into your potential because once you start walking into your potential you're going to wave goodbye to most of the people in your life and it takes strength you may not like it but this is good it takes strength to go up above your designs to go up above your desires Past your own goals and submit to God's perfect will for your life. It takes strength to lay down your dreams, your goals, your degree, your career, and say, Not my will, but your will be done. Pick for me. It takes strength to do that. But if you have God's strength, you can rise up above all those things I've just mentioned and transcend your earthly life. Number three, it takes strength to go down. Not everything is up and forward and gaining. It takes strength to go down in popularity, to go down in acceptance, to go down in areas of appreciation, to go down to little recognition, to go down to little or no reward. It takes strength to go down physically. I heard I read a friend of mine post something the other day on their Facebook page that he said something about. 30-something years old and something breaking down. I'm like, man, you know, I I know I'm only 50, but I hear that 30, I said, something breaking down. What don't hurt don't work in my body. But it, it, you know, when you start falling apart, sometimes the wheels fall off the wagon. You had more wheels than you thought you had. It takes strength to navigate in weakness. It takes more strength. I need readers. I don't wear readers. I can't read anything. I can't read a screw, a fuse. Uh, I can't tell if it's Phillips head or flathead. I asked Kelly, I said, hold that menu. And I just back up at the restaurant. And I go, I think I'll take the burger. You know, you can't, it takes strength when you're going down and you're physically limited. Physically impaired. It takes strength to live with pain. There are people in here today who are not opposed to medicine, but they're afraid of being hooked on heavy narcotics. And so they take their Tylenol and their Aleve and their ibuprofen and they wake up and go to bed hurting every single day of their life. It takes strength to hurt and sing. I see people, you'll say, stand with us. And they're, "Ah." and there's somebody else. It takes them a good 30 seconds to stand. And they stand on a knee with nothing in there bone on bone and they lift their hands to the Lord. It takes strength to navigate. When you go, what do you do? It's one thing to go up, but when you're going down, when the brighter day was yesterday and the strength begins to fade, takes strength to go down in your income, down in your retirement, down in your reserves, to lose friends, to lose family, to lose confidence and lose support. It takes strength to go down into darkness, depression, to experience anxiety and hopelessness. Even if the going down is a result of your own choices or sinfulness or your own rebellion, it takes strength to navigate down seasons. And listen to me, this is not an issue of faith. This is an issue of being alive. If you live, you will go down. You will experience those things and you're going to need strength to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and not fear evil. It's going to take strength. All right. All my middle aged people, do y'all remember this little blow up Bolo clown? It was kind of Bobo, not a Bolo. Kelly makes fun of me all the time because I transpose syllables and words and dialects, but y'all get me. You know what I'm talking about? So he had a, 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 a bottom down here and he went up like this, and you blew him up before there were pumps. You had to blow it up, and your uncle would pass out blowing it up. You remember? And he'd blow it up. And as a kid, do you remember? You could hit him. You could just jab him, and he'd go, "Wong." And, you, you know, as a little kid that, you know, if you hit him hard enough, he'd go, and hit you back in the head. And you could just hit him three, four times, and no matter how you hit him, it'd always come back up. Let me tell you something. That's what I love about the Lord. You know why that little Bobo, what's his name? Bobo. Bobo Bobo comes up? Because in his design, he was weighted in the bottom. And you have been given the earnest, the weight of God's glory in the bottom of you. And no matter what life does, if you give it time, you'll come back up. No matter what the devil does, you'll come back up because you're weighted You have strength. If you give it time, the Lord's strength will rise up within you. And your friend took his life when it happened to him, but you made it through. Other people quit, but you made it out. How do you know God's with you? How do you know you're partaking of his strength? You keep coming back. You keep coming back. For that person today that's struggling in sorrowful seasons, dark seasons... You feel depression, but you don't want to tell anyone because you just don't want to bring dishonor to the Lord. You're not dishonoring the Lord to say that you visit those places. What you need to do is glorify the Lord while you're there waiting on your door to open. And Let me tell you what I love about Lord, the Lord. My experience, he does not exempt me from those things. He lets me taste them fully. But hear me and hear me well. He doesn't leave me there either there's strength for that person. You will come out, you will come back, you will come through and you will come over. It takes strength to go up and it takes strength to go down. It takes strength to go on, to endure, to persevere, to continue, to maintain, to move forward. It says in Numbers 21 that when the Israelites were taken from Egypt, going to the promised land, that the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way, the length of the way, the direction of the way, the duration of the way, the scenery of the way, the comrades of the way. The soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Some of us today, by odds, are simply worn out. You know what worn out looks like to me? No motivation, no destination, and no seeming reward ahead. Just burn out. And that's not necessarily a character flaw. It means that you are trying to meet a need with inadequate strength. And if God is teaching your pastor anything through his own foolishness and his own weaknesses is that I am a limited resource. Now, my pride doesn't want to say that. My pride wants to say, make it happen, man. Put the nose to the grindstone. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. I done broke all my straps. (laughs) I am a limited resource, but my father is not. And if you will connect to him, look to him, lean upon him, draw from him, and live in his power, you will actually live your life with the strength coming from the Lord. How do, you, how do you do it through these seasons, John? Strength. Strength. Strength to go on. There comes a time in every life, in every marriage, in every work situation, in every career choice, in anything, where quit looks good, where the mountains seem unclimbable, the rivers seem uncrossable. That doesn't mean you don't love that wife of 20 years. It doesn't mean that she doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that you changed your mind necessarily about your major and your career choice. There comes a time in life in every category where quit looks good and you don't gain any ground by sticking your head in the sand and saying you don't feel that way. What you do is you look at the quit scenario, you take the perspective from God's word and you press on another day in the strength of the Lord. and scenery will change. For those that quit, it doesn't mean that God can't bring them back. It doesn't mean that there's not mercy, but regret stockpiles in their future. And now's not the time to quit. If you're in school and you're in your third year and it's looking like you're going to graduate in 2021, now's not the time to quit. When you got three kids and the doctor just told you you were pregnant and you said, no, I ain't. And he said, yeah, you are. No, I ain't. Now's not the time to quit. I hear people say, you know, sometimes your mind quit before your body does. They'll say things like this. I'm over it already. Too much water under the bridge. I just don't care anymore. This is where, this moment, what I'm speaking about is where your character stands up and God's strength comes in. It's where your character stands up and God's strength comes in. Your character can keep you from quitting, and God's strength will keep you from falling. Your character will keep you from quitting. And God's strength will keep you from falling. True commitment happens when the feelings that you had when you first committed are gone and you do it anyway. Are there any honest parents in here that would tell me that you feel a little differently today about your 13 or 14-year-old kid than you did that little infant you held? Just a little, just a little different. That do not mean you don't love no less, like... How could your husband how could your father and I have made you? <laughs> you like your grandmother's who you like. That's who you like. You like your grandfather. <laughs> You'll hear men, men like, you know, the world can go to the bar after work. We can we can't go club and we just go, I gotta go home and oh it's just crazy. It's crazy. What, what am I gonna do? And see, we don't like to talk about that. And I think the, I think there's a latitude where we don't, we don't make light or make fun, but at the same time, in every life in this room, there are pockets of, it would sure be easier to quit. But I made promises, watch, to my wife, my babies, my employer, and my God. And now that the feelings have faded, my character will stand up depending upon God's strength to come in and you persevere. But you leave your spouse. I just don't feel it no more. God didn't ask you what you felt. You made a covenant. You cut covenant with her and with your husband. They don't make me happy no more. That, that, no, no, no. You don't have that option. I do have an option. No, you really don't. You can create one. Quitting's easy perseverance hard and you're going to need God's strength to keep on to finish. I don't mean this. I hope this isn't coming across negative. I want to be a finisher. I want to get to the end of my race. And listen, your pastor is just as flawed as anybody you read in the Bible. I love it that it says about King David and David fulfilled the will of God in his generation. Adulterous David, fornicating David, lying David, Covering up David? Oh yeah, God's grace covered that. But let me tell you something about David. He repented and he got back up and he never quit. He never quit in his calling and he never quit in his home. He just didn't quit. Mistakes and all. And there's somebody here today. I heard it in my office when I was preparing this message. You're this close to quitting in a critical area in your life and you will reap if you don't quit. Stay True to God. Stay true to God's word. And stay true to the commitments you've made. And God will bless you. But it's going to take strength to finish. It takes strength. To sit still. Not to force things. Not to manipulate. To go to plan B or give in. Some of you in this room are waiting. And waiting. Listen. You've heard me preach it over and over from this pulpit. The hottest flame in the furnace of God is waiting. There's nothing hot, no trial that I, this is my opinion, no trial, no persecution, no opposition, no malady, no sickness. Waiting is the hottest flame. It just burns stuff off of you like crazy. And it takes strength to wait. It don't take strength to make something happen. It takes strength to wait on the Lord, to wait on the Lord's voice, to wait on the Lord's answer to prayer. To wait on his defense and to wait on his timing. Not going into something and manipulating, making something happen, but petitioning the Lord and standing, waiting on God. It takes strength to do that. And what I hope you, you get from today's message, as simple as it is, I'm covering all these different areas, but strength, parentheses, the Lord is available to you. He said, Pastor Wood, I can't, I can't do this. Honest to God, I can't. You're exactly right. But in his strength, you can. And God will let you get to the end of yourself so that you can see him. God will let you get to the end of yourself so you can see him. It's past my strength. Yes, it is. But it hadn't even touched the strength of God yet. It's strength to overcome victorious strength. This very thing you're dealing with today, this very insurmountable mountain or insurmountable odds, this giant that towers over you, that mocks you, taunting you as if there were no God, it takes strength to overcome your giants, your obstacles. If our musicians would come, please, it takes strength to overcome, victorious strength. It's one thing to fight. It's another thing to fight in faith. But it's a totally different thing to fight until the victory is won. Don't raise your hands, but is there anybody fighting in a certain area of their life of consecration and you'll commit and you fall. And you'll commit and you fall. And you know what the devil wants you to do? Just I'm, just, I'm not going to lie to the Lord another time. I'm just not going to commit again. And we buy into that lie. But it takes strength to get back up and say, I am a liar. I broke my promises. And I'm deserving of hell. But I am going to see this through. And I'm going to purge this out of me through the Holy Spirit. And I fight till the victory is mine. Fighting through till the victory is yours. Don't let that habit tell you it's God. It's not God. You have the strength of the Lord in you. Have you forgotten? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Have you forgotten that no weapon formed against you shall in the end prosper? Have you forgotten that you are more than a conqueror through him that loved you and gave himself for you? Have you forgotten that God has already given to you everything you need for life and godliness? Have you forgotten that you are strengthened by his spirit in your inner man? Have you forgotten that a thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't come nigh you? Have you forgotten to give thanks unto God who gives you the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you forgotten in 1 John, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the whole world. Your faith in God. You'll whip him if you don't quit. You'll see the devil under your feet if you don't quit. Because the Lord victorious is in you. And if you'll stay attached to the vine, everything will be fine. It takes strength to overcome. This depression ends with me. My grandmother had it, my mother had it, and I'm gonna fight it tooth and nail. I won't pass it on to my babies, read my lips. I'm coming out, coming over, and victory is mine in Jesus' name. The angry father that beats his kids ends with me. Victory, thank my God who Always, always, always causes us to triumph in Jesus. And finally, there's strength to finish. It's not where you start, baby. It's where you end up that matters. It's not where you are today. It's where you end up that matters. No man sets his hand to the plow and turns back as fit for the kingdom of God. You don't want to be like the person building a tower And then stops in the middle of it, and everyone looks at his life and mocks because he didn't finish. It's okay to have in your spirit, oh Lord, if it's possible, if there's any other will, if there's any other way, take this cup of suffering from me. It's okay to have that. And this is gonna free someone in here. It's okay to have if there's any other way, if there's any other way, if there's any other way. But you also gotta have in your heart, not my will, but your will be done. I started this journey. Will you, this wasn't in my notes. Will you do this for me? If you've been saved less than 10 years, stand. 10 to 20 years. Y'all stay standing. 10 to 20 years, stand. 20 to 30, stand. 30 to 40, stand. Forty to fifty stand. I'm not gonna ask anybody who's been saved longer than fifty to stand. That's two. Everybody else stand with us. You have come too far and too long not to finish strong. <laughs> I am aware of my failures every day of my Christian life. And if the devil had his way, he would beat me out of ministry into a corner where I just tell people about Jesus at the store or something. But there's something in me that wants to hit him so hard with my life. I want to be like that little Bobo doll. And he said, everything I've tried to do to... I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm going to finish my course with joy. I'm going to leave... Awake of victories in my life. Not because I'm good, not because I'm great, but because I have access to God's strength. God's strength. And so do you. So do you. Consistent, available, limitless, free, supernatural. And I give you a job this week as your pastor. I submit, I ask you to do this. Spend your devotional week making sure that nothing's blocking the connection. If you gotta repent, repent. If you gotta write a letter, write a letter. If you gotta go pay somebody, get everything out of the way and watch what'll happen to the branch of your life. You're gonna start taking in God's essence and you're gonna be here next Sunday. He said, I feel different. The Lord is is my strength of whom and what shall I ever be afraid? I ask our worship team to lead us in this song and I want us to seal this day with this song of God's presence in our life. Would you do it? Church family, would you look this way one more time? I wanted to close with this story with you. It's a prophet of God in the Old Testament named Elisha. He was bold for the Lord. Stood in front of 850 Baylight prophets. Called fire down out of heaven. God honored his prayer and sent rain to the earth. But there was so many things that happened over and over and over. And when this fire from heaven didn't bring about revival and a threat came... At the one threat of one woman, he ran into the wilderness and hid himself in a cave and he said, that's enough. I'm no better than my fathers. You just, just take me home. And the Lord met him with an angel and gave him some bread and water. It's a close type to communion. And he said, lay down. And while he slept, the angel stayed with him, and when he woke up, he fed him again and laid him down. And in that God encounter, now watch, they visited, God visited with angels, a glow of his glory. There was no connection, just the presence of God radiating off the angel. And it said, He went in the strength of that meal, bread and water for 40 days. If that happens when an angel touches you, what happens when you start breathing in the very breath of God? The Lord hath commanded strength for you. He has ordained strength for you and he has sent it your way. Makes me just wanna Just pour it in us, O Lord, I pray. Pour it in every wife in this room, every husband in this room. Pour it in every family, O Lord. Every difficult situation. We look to you, God. We look to you as the author and finisher of our faith. You're our shield, our support, our strength. We believe you for it. We believe you for it. And I prophesy over this place for those that make the connection secure. You're not going to recognize yourself one week from today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.